All Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Clinic here at News Talk 1130 WISN, hosted each week every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock by the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist, Financial Advisor, CFP, CLTC. How's that for the buildup for John White? Welcome back. Thanks for having me. And I think uh, you'll be hosting the show today. We will hear from Jeff Kowal, Aaron Kowal. We've got some special segments. You get some great topics today uh, that are going to hit home. But, John, before we start the show, all those designations I just mentioned, what do they mean? (laughs) So CFP uh, means Certified Financial Planner. Um, I would say it's probably the gold standard of our industry. You know, very sought-after designation. Um, lots of studying and lots of tests, a very tough exam to pass to get that one. And then there's 20 hours of continuing education that you got to do as well every single year. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard so it's work. it's not get it and you're done for life. You have to go through it every year. Uh, yeah, except, you know, just 20 hours of continuing education. Um, and it can be on all sorts of things, estate planning, insurance planning, investments, markets. Oh, it just goes on and on. Well, and there's changes every year. In fact, one of the things Jeff Kowal is going to uh, chime in with later in the hour is some 2024 tax changes. And, you know, when you roll over or IRA and all that stuff, there's every year, John, there seems to be changes. Oh, yeah. It never ends. And uh, as long as we have an IRS, that's going to continue to be the case. <laughs> At one, not only do we have an IRS, they seem to have expanded Yes. By 80 plus thousand, whatever those positions they they added. Good grief. Uh, Hey, before we start, just a little background. The Cobalt Investment Group heard Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show, during the 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks, those market updates. This show has been around since 2001, the Retirement Clinic. And each week, new information on just that. It's your niche, John, what you guys specialize in, retirement planning. That's right. We're working with people that are at, or nearing retirement, uh, I would say 90 plus percent of our clients are in retirement. Um, So I'd say that's where our specialty lies. Of course, we will work with the children of clients who are in the accumulation phase of their retirement plan and, uh, you know, more considerations there. But um, primarily our bread and butter is people that are in retirement or about to retire. So it's interesting because once you retire, what you just put your feet up and you don't have to worry about your financial plan anymore not so you're still saving you can save in retirement and do quite fine if yeah. done the right way yep it's all about how much you're taking out of your nest egg and you know if you're not taking too much out then yeah you can get some interest in, in compounding growth and oh, yeah. reinvest you can still contribute to that right yeah it, you know it comes down to whether or not you are going to work it, you know and i'm when i mean work i mean some sort of part-time gig mm-hmm. you know nothing too stressful uh, but if you have earned income, the IRS says you can still make contributions to IRAs. So that's the key, earned income. That's right. If not, you've got that pot of gold, that nest egg you've worked your whole life for, and that amount is different for everybody. I remember some people, you know, is a million dollars enough to retire? And then I think the conversation is now, maybe it's $2 million. With inflation, with your, doesn't it come down to, John, the answer is it depends? Absolutely, it depends. You know, some people have got, more expensive lifestyles than others. Um, it really does come down to that spending goal. And then, of course, there's the other variables like, you know, health plays a massive part into it. 
um, because of course, if you, if unfortunately, if you don't have good health and you don't have a longevity um, ahead of you, then you know it, you won't need as much, obviously. Right. Um, but then there's other things like estate planning. Oh, there's so many variables and wrinkles. Yeah, money's great, but I think health is a top priority. Oh, absolutely. I mean, without health, you're not traveling. You're not enjoying the things that you've worked so hard for. There is a delicate balance. Obviously, case by case, every family is different. But that's what the Cowell Investment Group does. They help you with your retirement plan. And then this show, we talk about different topics, right? In fact, I mentioned Jeff's going to join us later. You have a little insight into what he has for us, John. That's right. So Jeff's going to talk about um, basically the upcoming changes with the new 2024 guidelines for IRA contributions. Um, He's um, also going to do a little brief segment uh, talking about um, new rules regarding 529s to a Roth IRA and uh, talking about required distributions or not to take them from um, a Roth 401k. And then he'll spend a little bit of time talking about um, a topic that he saw where parents are basically spending some of their retirement savings to to help uh, their boomerang children. <laughs> so this is children coming back to the nest. Uh, mom and daddy's basement couch, maybe? Right. Or, yeah. <laughs> or back to their old bedroom? Right, right. And then mom and dad got to help pay for that, too? Right, apparently. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, there is that trend. We, we joke about the millennials that live in their parents' basement. I, I think that's a generalization. A lot of them have homes and families have started, but it's such a big generation that a lot of them don't. So... That term boomerang, that's that's a good one. Coming right back to you, right? Um, you've got great topics coming up. Bitcoin ETFs we'll talk a little bit about. Before we start anything, you wanted to talk a little bit about this year. A little bit of an outlook on the economy, the markets for 2024. And John, we'll start the show there because you've got some insight here. Right. So this is an article from a, an economist that I like to follow. His name is Mitch and he works for Zex Investments. And the title of the article is, Will Investors Get a Goldilocks Economy in 2024? And I'm just going to pick up some some highlights from the article. So he basically said, you know, over the past few years, we've had anything but normal markets. Um, we've also, you know, we've had a pandemic. You know, we've had lots of fiscal stimulus in result of in, in reaction to that pandemic. We've had near zero interest rates. Then we had soaring inflation in 2022. We had imbalanced labor markets. Seven million jobs were lost when COVID struck. Um, and of course, we got a bear market in 2021, uh, 2020, basically at the start of 20, uh, end of 2021, sorry, uh, 2022, you know, a downturn year. And then we saw a nice recovery last year. 2023 was a real good year. I was just going to ask that. I mean, my, most people looking at their 401ks probably had a good 2023. Oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of, and this is what the article was going on to next is a lot of people got it wrong. You know, uh, most of the participants in the market were expecting a recession last year and in fact we got just the opposite um, I mean and, inflation yes mm-hmm. but we never were in a recession and this is where the Goldilocks things kind of and his and his title of his article comes in is could this Goldilocks year happen where we get you know three percent hopefully lower inflation maybe we get a 75 percent sorry 0.75 percent rate cut from the Federal Reserve this year hopefully we get some nice GDP growth um, not nothing too crazy, uh, and we could end the year, and and this is what his thoughts were: either we're going to end end this year slightly down, or we're we're going to have a real good year. I mean, it's, boy, it's, it's also an election year too. And that's the other wrinkle <laughs> that he says: we have an election cycle coming up here. Of course, um, there there's a lot going on, but 
it was interesting. He was saying that the amount of people that said we're going to get a recession in 2023, he, they're thinking the opposite now. They're thinking we are going to have a very, very good year, which makes him want to take the contrarian point of view that maybe now they're wrong. And just like last year, that maybe we do get a little bit of a decline. You know what, John? Pundits are wrong. Sometimes the people on the talking heads on TV get it wrong. And everybody's got, with podcasts, with every channel on TV, think of how many people are out there spewing their opinions all the time. And yes, our own station, we have people that have opinions on what it's going to be like. Nobody's got a crystal ball. Right. Nobody can predict 2024, but there's indicators, John. Right, exactly. And so what I like about his articles is he kind of breaks it into segments and the last part of the segment is called Bottom Line for Investors. So I'll read this verbatim right now. So um, as as he says, I've written many times before, it all comes then to reality versus expectations. Inflation could come in hotter or cooler. Interest rates could fall more or less than expected or even go up. Earnings growth could disappoint to the downside or surprise to the upside. The U.S. economy and labor market continue to perform better or worse than many expected. Geopolitical issues globally could make it the world more or less investor-friendly. Not to mention the swirling uncertainty around the U.S. presidential election. Um, he continues to be in the camp of seeing the U.S. economy as underappreciated, which makes him inclined to believe that this year will turn out better than most expect. But he's also hypersensitive to risk in the new year, precisely because most are expecting a soft landing. Consensus was wrong in 2023, and it wouldn't be surprised if most get it wrong this year as well. So just interesting to see. Um, th- there's a lot of variables going on this year. I'd say the, probably the biggest one is going to be, well, probably two of them are going to be what the Federal Reserve does with interest rates and where inflation is going to land, which that's what they're talking about, the soft landing, is if we get nice low inflation, a little bit of wage growth, a cooling off of the Fed's uh, funds rate, that could be quite a good year. If mortgage rates just dip a little bit. Now, I know that when you talk about the Fed's lowering the, the rate, that is not the mortgage rates. Right. Generally, mortgage rates do follow, right? Correct. Yep. Well, this well, is the Fed funds rate. So this is what the Federal Reserve charges banks for overnight lending facilities. And basically, the higher the rates, those higher rates get passed on by the banks to consumers. So when you go to get a mortgage or car loan or whatever, a commercial loan, you're probably going to be paying a higher rate of interest. And of course, that has the effect of cooling the economy down because the cost of capital is going up, which drags on your net profit, which means share prices go down. Um, So at the end of the day, the the Fed is literally tapping on the brakes. In the case of 2022, they slammed on the brakes. Um, (laughs) How many rate hikes did we see? Oh, the Fed, another rate hike, another rate hike, what, a total of 12, 13, something. I right. could be wrong, but yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a nice little chart I show clients where it's showing the previous rate hiking cycles going back to 1988, and by far, 2022 was the steepest and most aggressive we've ever seen. It it was an outlier year. So so we saw high inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, st- we, we're still in inflation, right? Right, yep. It's still above what the the Fed would... The Fed would like to see us around 2%. We're right now about 4 But it is coming down. The trend is certainly developing that it is on the way down. And if we see... I know 30-year mortgage rates topped out about 8 They are now down last... About high sixes, somewhere in there. Just think of those people that are on the fence or, or holding off on buying a home. If in mass the whole country sees 5% or less, let's say we're in the fours, you're going to see a lot of people buying and selling homes. Oh, absolutely. That's that's one of my predictions this year. Um, 
is that I do think we're going to see a, a rebound in the housing market. I do think you're going to see people that are going to be willing to sell their house it's and downsize. so low inventory. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to sell because they're locked into this nice, cozy 2.83 or whatever they're at. Yes. Why would they go and get a 7 or 8% mortgage? Well, and, and on the flip side of that coin, I think that buyers are going to be willing to be a little bit more aggressive with their bidding, which unfortunately creates a bidding war. But I do think they're willing to say, you know what, I've rented long enough. I am going to buy. And if I have to spend a little bit more, I think they're going to be willing to do it. Yep. And generally, historically, a house is a pretty good investment over right. time, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're building equity. So, okay, not to get into real estate too far, but back to the economy. So far, John, we're not done yet. I get, I'm get, i getting the impression you think it's going to be a pretty decent year for the economy. Yes. I think there's a few caveats, though. Um, obviously, we've got some conflicts in the Ukraine still going on. We've got the Middle East going on. We've got a presidential election. These are all things that can create these storm clouds of unpredictability. And so... You know, I think if inflation is certainly going to keep cooling down, supply chains are more or less back to normal. Wouldn't surprise me if we saw a good year this year. I guess yeah, I you're, you're so right about the middle. I mean, Israel. Who knows what's going to happen in, in that part of the world? Right. I, I don't know what Russia, Ukraine. Who knows? Right. Our involvement. You know, they, they keep on sending drone strikes at our airships. Yes. Um, something's going to give. Right, and that's the nature of war. It's completely unpredictable, which is yes. why investors don't like it. <laughs> they, we can't model it. It was. I mean, I just, uh, we're watching so much on History Channel right now, but the the hesitation to get involved in World War II, this is not our battle. We're going to sit until that fateful Sunday morning right. at when Pearl Harbor was attacked, and that changed everything. Uh, you just can't predict that stuff. No, no way. So, so you don't. But the thing is, you don't want to mess around and pull out the crystal ball. You go by facts. Correct. And have a good investment discipline. And, you know, don't let the news anchor separate you from your returns. <laughs> no. And, and, you know, people are going to have opinions. John, I think what you do with your clients, you sit down. Everybody's got a different level of risk tolerance. You all through that term? Mm-hmm. How willing are you? You know, are you? Do you want to be more stock heavy? You work with portfolios, as you said, before retirement, but the key in retirement. That's right. And being objective, trying to get emotion out of the equation, have a cool mindset, and just look at things objectively. I know it's hard in the heat of the moment, but I think that's where our biggest value is. We we have some time too, as we're talking with John White today's retirement clinic with the Cowall Investment Group, the retirement specialist. You know what? I never gave out some information. I should do that right now. Social media, yes, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Here's the website, thecowallway.com. Please check it out. K-O-W-A-L, thecowalway.com. Locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, in Florida. Where's it? Cape Coral, right? That's correct. Uh, Racine, I mentioned. Delafield is the newest location that's right downtown in Delafield. Of course, you can call with questions. And if you've got questions during this show, just call the Cowal Investment Group. That number, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. John White is here. You hear him do those market updates Monday through Friday right here in WISN. To recap, 2024, final thoughts? Well, um, I would say just you know expect the unexpected this year. I do think there's a lot of variables out there that could change, but all things being equal, it should be a good year for the markets. Uh, 
I guess one other prediction I'm going to make is I do think the Packers are going to absolutely destroy the 49ers. They just laid it out there. You told me before the show, and you have witnesses, before the Packer-Dallas kickoff, you predicted a Packer blowout. Yes. Going in favor of the Packers, which it did. They're just firing on all cylinders, and I I think they're going to... If they won the Super Bowl, I wouldn't even be surprised. I have... And that would blow me away after starting out the way they did. To but they are gelling. They're hitting on all cylinders, as you said. As far as tonight, they're playing probably the toughest NFC team, the Forty ers on the road. Don't they just seem to be doing everything right? They're just or is Dal- was Dallas that bad, or were the Packers that good? Because the day after, all they talked about on national shows was Dallas, how bad they are, how bad they are. They never focused on maybe the Packers played really, really good. When Le- when Jordan Love threaded that pass, to, I think it was Romeo Dobbs. I think it was right down the middle under the posts. I was like, "Wow, that's an incredible pass." Wicks had one too. Yeah. Um, in there, Jones ran for a couple. You got a running back that's running out of his mind. Yeah. yeah. Behind a good offensive line, the defense seemed to have changed. I think Lafleur got involved a little bit. Maybe went into Joe Barry's office one day yeah. because they've turned it up a notch. Yeah. And when do you want to peak as a team? Right now. <laughs> At the end of the year. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing in week one or two. If you make the playoffs, you got a chance. I don't know if I'm going to say blowout tonight. i got a feeling they're going to win, too. Yeah. We could I, be wrong. I don't know. I, I've been wrong before with, with football. It's really hard. They're big-time underdogs, yeah. right? Nine, ten points, something yeah. like that. And and you just think about the confidence they have right now. I think that's the secret sauce right there. Yeah. You can see it. In, yeah. in Jordan Love's body language earlier in the year, he just was, he was overthrowing. Remember, he was yeah. Now his timing is just like Rodgers went in his heyday. Yeah. Could we possibly have the third Hall of Fame quarterback from, on this team? From what I saw at the Cowboy game, yes. I mean, he's got to give us more years. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. If you're a Bears fan, you're like, come on. <laughs> this Packer team. One great quarterback after another. He's, he had a great year outside of Dak Prescott, who had 36 touchdowns. Love was second with 32, and he destroyed him in that game. Yeah. No, I think they look great. Yeah, well, good. Go Pack Go. Great game tonight on uh, the West Coast, of course. Uh, every game is going to be on the road since they were the seventh seed, the only seventh seed to win. What was it? What was the stat again? The only seventh seed. Because remember, they added the wild yeah. card. Um, also, more here's a fact. Um, Spencer's reminding me of this. In the Dallas game, with that win, they have more playoffs win at AT&T Stadium than Dallas Cowboys themselves do. That's crazy. <laughs> On their home turf. They own that place. Yeah. Jerry Jones didn't look happy, did he? He did not. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was beyond awesome. So you are a Packer fan. I know. John, yeah. you're back. You're from New Zealand. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, in New Zealand, rugby's the big game. But I, I, you know, NFL took a while to get used to, but the games are closer. They're more exciting to watch. You know? I, I think it's the best sport. Yeah. I'll watch the Bucks. I'll watch the Brewers. I love following them. To watch, nothing beats football. Yeah. And when your team wins, it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> so go pack. Okay, your prediction, they're going to they're gonna blow them out. They're going to destroy them. Yep. I think, I think the 49ers are in for a big shock. And then if they do go to the NFC Championship game, of course, no matter who they play, they would win because their confidence at an altar. And then they're going to cruise through the Super Bowl victory and bring back the Lombardi Trophy home. That's right. And uh, could, it be, could it be the Chiefs? I don't know. They just, I don't know. On the yeah. AFC side? Yeah. Could be. Could be. Who would you yeah. rather play? I I, oh. I I don't want to play Baltimore. They're they're good. Yeah. We've already beaten the Chiefs. 
They're beatable. Yes. Yeah. You know what they would say? doesn't matter who we play. We doesn't just matter. play our game. Right, exactly. If you can stick to that mindset and carry that confidence, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what coaches all say. Forget the opponent. Just play play our game. Yeah, play, yep. And things will fall into place. I'm not arguing with them. They've had a great run. And if it ends tonight, so be it. It's been a great season. Yeah. And love is definitely here to stay. I, I would think so. Love is in the air. There's so many euphemisms. Yeah. The memes going around. You know, on the field it said something like be love or yeah. love, whatever it said. All you need is love. All you need is yeah. one of those NFL things on the field. that It's like, were they thinking ahead that the quarterback is named love? I, I think that was a miscue. I don't think. I think they didn't think that one through in Dallas. Well, it was a great game, and uh, hopefully they win tonight. John, after the break. Here's what's going to happen. Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment. That's just a, a quick update on business owner savings and your security. So business owners, stay tuned. Jeff Kowal is going to chime in with some thoughts. Oh, he's got a bunch of thoughts. Inheritance is one of them, John. Um, and what else did he want to talk about? He wants to talk about IRAs, new contribution limits, and the amount of money that you can save uh, in 2024 because the, <clears throat> the limits have moved up. So. Oh, the changes yes. in 2024. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Kowal will join us. And then, John, you're going to come back. We've got the weekly feature called the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. He is a financial advisor, a CFP, and a CLTC, which stands for? Certified Long-Term Care. Certified Long- long-term care planning. That's a big, we're living longer. That's right. So um, if you have questions, call the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040. John White is my host today for the Retirement Clinic. I'm Paul Kronforst. We'll be right back. Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Selling your business will be one of the most significant financial transactions of your life. It requires careful consideration. How will you sell? Who is your ideal buyer? What are your reasons for selling? Prospective buyers will want to know your motives. If you want to attract the right buyers and get the most value out of your business, preparation is key. The last thing you want to do is be unprepared for a sale or rush too quickly to market. So what should you do? Instead of focusing on the sale itself, focus on establishing your business as one of the best in the industry. There's no doubt that a well-run business with a good reputation is attractive to buyers. Ask yourself, do I have the right people in place? Are the business financials in order? Does the business have a solid customer base? Would the business operations continue to run smoothly if I was no longer involved? The more you prepare your business in advance, the more likely you will have a successful sale. But don't stop there. Enlist the professional advice and support. A financial advisor is key to a successful sale. They can help you understand your equity story, your numbers, your competitors, your potential buyers, and more. If you need assistance planning for the sale of your business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Hi, John and Paul. Uh, with the new year, I just want to remind listeners that the Kowal Investment Group, we live by the fiduciary standard. Uh, what that means is that all of our advisors always put our clients' interests first. That's the fiduciary standard, and we live by that. And also what Kowal Investment Group is most known for is that we help clients grow and thrive in retirement without ever sacrificing the way of life that they've worked so hard to build. 
Uh, with that, there are a couple of changes for 2024 that I wanted to remind listeners about. And then I have something about uh, parents spending their kids' inheritances on their kids. Uh, but let's start with this. Uh, IRA and uh, 401k contribution limits are higher for 2024. Beginning in 2024, workers will be allowed to contribute up to $23,000 to their 401k. That's an increase of $500 from this year. Uh, so plus they could still uh, contribute seven thousand five hundred dollars as a catch-up contribution for savers age fifty and older. So let's think about that for a second. That means twenty-three thousand uh, dollars in your four hundred one k plus seventy-five hundred. That's thirty thousand five hundred dollars times two. That's sixty-one thousand dollars that a couple can contribute to their four hundred one ks in a year. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, the IRS also boosted the contribution maximums for IRAs and lifted the limit to $7,000 for 2024. That's up from $6,500 um, last year, and the catch-up contribution is $1,000. So now it's $8,000 that you can contribute to IRAs. You can contribute $30,500 to um 401ks, that means times two, a couple can contribute $77,000 a year to their 401ks and IRAs. There are some contribution limits, of course, uh, up to $230,000 for a couple's married couple, uh, where phase out begins for IRAs. But again, let's think about that. If you haven't saved for retirement, let's say you were paying down the mortgage, raising kids, all the other things, and now maybe you have your kids out of college and you can start to contribute uh, the full amount and you haven't saved anything or have not saved much, you hit age 50, you can contribute, a husband and wife can contribute $77,000 a year. So let's think about that. If you can do that between age 50 and 65, $77,000 a year, assuming that the IRS doesn't increase those at all between now and age 65, that means that over those 15 years, you could contribute $1,155,000 to your retirement plans over that 15-year period. That's really significant. So if you think you're, you're behind and you think there's no way to catch up, not everybody can contribute the full amount. I do understand that. But this is a great way to catch up if you've been behind for all these years on the uh, contributions. Uh, next is uh, the Roth uh, provisions that are effective in 2024 there are several i'm going to highlight just two of them 529 to roth ira rollovers under the new tax rules um congress included a provision in the secure 2.0 act that allows for rollovers of unused 529 funds to roth iras worthy idea important restrictions but you can do up to $35,000. So if you've got $35,000 left in your 529 plan, instead of taking that out, paying penalties on it, maybe roll that money into a Roth IRA. Again, it's a little bit tricky. There are some restrictions, so you have to watch out for that, but you can do it. The other one that's important regarding Roth IRAs is that there are no RMD or Roth on no RMDs on Roth 401ks. Uh, before 2024, one big advantage that Roth IRAs had over Roth 401ks and other company plans is that the Roth IRA, there was, you'd never have to take a required minimum distribution, and 401ks you did. Roth 401ks you did. Now, starting in 2024, you don't. So those are a couple of major changes. 
The other thing I wanted to address was a Barron's article that said parents are spending retirement savings to help boomerang children. This is a Barron's article. Um, escalating living costs, stagnant wages, and soaring housing costs are driving adult children back home. This boomerang generation's return is forcing parents into a financial tug of war between supporting their adult children and securing their own financial future. We talk about this quite a bit. We've talked about it in the past. A recent Harris poll found that nearly half of individuals aged 18 to 29 live with their families. That's the highest percentage since the 1940s. In the 40s, it wasn't even the 50s and 60s. It wasn't that unusual to have you know early adult kids living with their families. That dropped dramatically, but now almost half kids of, of children age 18 to 29 live with their families. Almost 70% of parents with adult children have made financial compromises to support them. That's that's where the problem comes in. For the kids, uh, uh, high student loan debt. Debt is intensifying the trend of young adults leaning on parental support. Uh, many student loan borrowers haven't found the jobs uh, to pay that back, and some are uh, just weathering economic headwinds and taking whatever jobs they can um, and uh, have to come back home for some support. So there is the, the risks to the parents are these. One is that parents may be overlooking the long-term impact of prioritizing their children's needs over their own retirement savings. The lack of retirement stability may force parents to rely on those same children at some time point in the future, forcing their children into yet another financial predicament supporting their parents. We talk about this often. The example that we use is when you get on an airplane, the flight attendant will say, in event of emergency, your face mask will drop. If you have minor children with you, make sure that you secure your mask first before you help them. That same holds true for retirement planning. Make sure that you secure your retirement first before you help them. Also, there are tax consequences of tapping retirement plan savings to help children. Parents can end up utilizing retirement assets sooner in larger amounts generating higher taxes and possibly uh, increase their Medicare premiums as a result. A couple suggestions are these. One is navigating a financially supportive role for adult children. Um, well, first of all, it's pretty emotional, but if you if you provide a glide path, let them know that it's not going to, they can't stay with you forever. Um, you're not paying for some things like, you know, cell phones or other things. Um, you know, that may be a way to ease them out of the house. Um, uh, also, parents should consider creating a financial plan that factors in the possibility of adult children returning home. A couple of suggestions on that. Uh, it's the beginning of a great year. Uh, make sure you give our office a call, the Kowal Investment Group. Go to thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com, or give our office a call at 262-522-4040 to schedule your no-obligation confidential financial review. And get started today. Just heard from Jeff Kowal. Thank you for the updates. Any thoughts on on what Jeff talked about, John? You know, I think it's interesting that he, he makes the point that just because you're older than 50 and you think you haven't saved enough, you have enough time. Uh, get just a disciplined s savings uh, goal. 
a discipline saving strategy can get you there. And and that was one of the big takeaways from from what he was talking about. And we heard from Aaron Kowal, the boss segment for business owners. Keep in mind the Kowal Investment Group working on your retirement plan, but a lot of that. John, a lot of it's tied up in people's businesses, especially small business owners. They might say, well, that is my retirement plan. And then you might say, but is that enough? Right. And have you got documented uh, plans in place that when the day comes that you sell your business, pass it on to a family member? What have you got in place for that? And if you've got questions, you can call the Coal Investment Group, the number 262-522-4040, Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Cape Coral, Florida, Racine, that's right off that Highway 20 exit, and a great location now in Delafield, right downtown in Delafield, thecowalway.com. Hey, John, after the break, you've got something in the wealth management and preservation segment up. Bitcoin. We've all heard of Bitcoin, right? Right. You're going to talk about a Bitcoin ETF. What does ETF stand for? Exchange Traded Fund. So it's like a mutual fund, but it trades like a stock. We haven't actually talked about bitcoin much in the show lately yeah i think i talked about it last year for one period of time i guess i just wanted to bring it up because i'm getting questions from clients and i thought okay um this could be something we talk about um yeah cryptocurrency is one thing but now it's an etf so you're going to fill us in on that sure good stuff hey john white is here with a good show if you've got questions again please reach out at 262-522-4040 for the cowell investment group the retirement specialist I would buy you a house and if I had a All right, it's time for the weekly feature called Wealth Management and Preservation. You hear the bare naked ladies if I had a million dollars and I said earlier in the show, maybe that song should now be updated. If I had two million dollars. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation, yeah. <laughs> because of inflation. Do you need more money? To retire. Maybe, maybe not. That's why you reach out to the Kowal Investment Group. But in this segment, John, as you said, you've got Bitcoin information, specifically ETF, exchange traded funds. That's right. So, you know, whenever I get quite a few clients asking questions about a certain topic that I normally don't cover, um, I always think to myself, would it be worthwhile talking about it on the radio show? And I thought, oh, this this is definitely warranting some attention because it's had quite a lot of media coverage over the last couple of weeks. And if enough clients are asking you, there's interest. Right, exactly. So, you know, what what happened is last week, the Securities and Exchange Commission um, approved, I think it was over 12 Bitcoin ETFs. Um, so basically... I'll just quickly go down the list of the approvals. So I'd say one of the biggest ones has to be the iShares Bitcoin Trust. That's BlackRock. Uh, they manage over $5 trillion in assets. They just got their uh, ETF approved. Uh, we have Invesco, Wisdom Tree, Fidelity. Fidelity have their own uh, Bitcoin ETF now. Van Eck, Franklin from Franklin Templeton. Grayscale, Hashdex, Bitwise, and ARK Investments. Uh, p- people that follow ARK Investments are very uh, probably aware of Kathy Wood. Um, she actually used to work for Franklin Templeton. Um, and so this is, you know, in the crypto sphere, you want to call it, this was a big news item. Um, so basically what this means is um, a regular everyday investor who doesn't want to buy the actual Bitcoin token or coin, uh, they can now buy it through an exchange traded fund. And most of these uh, funds will be custodied at Coinbase, which is um, a cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, Fidelity are actually custodying um, Bitcoin themselves on their own platform, uh, but most of them are going to do it. Van Eck, they're actually custodying their Bitcoin through Gemini. And I'm not sure how many people would know this, but Gemini is an exchange for Bitcoin that's owned by the Winklevoss twins, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. Um, they 
were one of the founding members with Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, but then he sued them and big, big Those mess there. guys. I see that mm-hmm. you said that name. I'm like, who are those guys? I know that name and I forgot. Right. So most people don't know this stuff, but I, I just find I, I'm a financial geek. I'm a nerd. You I, are. I mean, and, and that's a good thing. Right. It's a good thing for what I do for a living. Yes. Um, but I just find this stuff fascinating. I, I love to follow trends in the news and, and all this stuff. And so the, the, most people won't know this, but the Winklevoss twins, but when they sued Mark Zuckerberg, I think they settled with him out of court and they got Facebook shares. And apparently Zuckerberg did not want them to get Facebook shares, but that's what they got. Then they ended up selling them. And I think they pocketed like $500 million, which just- Oh, a, pocket change. Uh, pocket change. Exactly. $500 million each? Right. Just, yes. And so what happened is, um, so the story goes, they're, one day they were in Ibiza in Europe somewhere. And I think it's in the Mediterranean Sea. But anyway- um, they were at a beach party and some guy walks up to them in 2011 and says, hey, man, have you heard about Bitcoin? It's this real groovy, cool thing. Well, back then, one Bitcoin was worth $7. Mm. Today, one Bitcoin is worth $42,000. <laughs> one Bitcoin? Is one. that 42 k Right. So what the Winklevoss twins apparently did was they took some of that $500 million and they bought like 200,000 Bitcoin. So most people don't realize this, but the Winklevoss twins... Or billion. They killed many it. Times over. They, oh. they bought low, yes. obviously, and it went way, way up. I didn't really pay. I, I wasn't paying attention much to Bitcoin at the end of 2023. Did it have a good year? Uh, it, it did. It's definitely coming up in value again. And and that's that's what a lot of people ask me. Like, should I get this ETF? What should I do? Things like that. I guess I guess caution people. This is an incredibly volatile asset class because it's is digital or cryptocurrency in general. Right. Exactly. You've got to have. If you're very nervous about if it keeps you up at night. Is your advice don't get involved in something like that? Yeah, or if you are going to get some, make it a very small part of your portfolio. You know, you, you said this song before, if I had a million dollars, but I wouldn't put a million dollars into this. <laughs> um, you know, I would put a very small amount. You know, there's a lot of investor managers out there. They're saying a 1% to 3% exposure is, is probably within your comfort zone for most investors. So you can, if you do take a hit, you can afford it. Right, exactly. Never um, put all your eggs in one basket, the old right. saying. That's right. And so... But having said that, you know, just looking at Bitcoin as an asset class, I've never seen something that used to sell for point zero 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 one of a cent that is now trading at hundreds of thousands of percent of its multiple. So it is kind of interesting to see all this happen. Um, you know, there was a lot of people in the cryptocurrency community that had waited literally 10 years for the Securities and Exchange Commission to approve an ETF. And so the fact that these ETFs are here kind of legitimizes mm-hmm. Bitcoin as, as something that's maybe here to stay. It's so new, um, John. Anytime, look at the Industrial Revolution. If you study history, right now we're in this from analog to digital transition. We're in a transitionary phase. We, we just are. Right. Uh, in my industry, when I started, it was all tape. That's analog. I used to edit reel to reel with a razor blade and a little wax pencil, and then you put tape. That was your edit. That seems archaic now, and yeah. it was only three, 30 years ago. Yeah. Now everything's on a computer. Everybody knows audio files and how I can edit, and it's changed radio. It's changed everything. What about the world of currency? Moving to digital currency or crypto does scare people. It intimidates people. Exactly. And, and there's a huge learning curve with actually owning the Bitcoin, like the actual thing, versus just buying it through an ETF. So this is going to expose a lot of investors who would have maybe otherwise steer, steer clear of this. But I, I love that technology explanation you just said, because one of my favorite ones has to be when someone said, 
Carl Benz, when he invented the, the motor engine for cars, um, someone came up to him and said, you, how do you expect the horse and cart to go faster carrying this thing? <laughs> <laughs> that was the, yeah. There's another good one. All right, the horse and buggy, right? Yeah. Totally replaced, gone, yeah. right? Unless you're in northern Wisconsin and you see some Amish family driving right. around with the slow-moving triangle thing on, on the back. Yeah. yeah. Then the gas car came around. Now we're talking about EVs yeah. and possible government government mandates, like in California, where we're going to have to drive an electric vehicle. Yeah. Again, we're in this transition phase. Right. I'm not ready for an EV yet, especially after this week's snow and cold. Yeah, no. People are all over Facebook like, if your battery runs out, and it, apparently they don't operate well in cold weather. I did not know that. Uh, interesting. That's okay. a problem. Yeah, yeah. Because when I remote start my car, which I, I mean- a remote start car. I never thought I'd have something like this. But when uh-huh. I started it this morning, it was kind of struggling a little bit. Really? Just like, eh, 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 you know, trying to get going. And I'm like, man, it is cold. Now, just, <laughs> just imagine 30 years ago saying you had a remote start for your car. Right. I thought you're nuts. So things happen fast. Exactly. That's my point. And changes do. People don't like change sometimes. Mm-hmm. But life has changed a lot in a short period of time. Right. And so, you know, this whole Bitcoin thing has been around since 2009. It is very much in its infancy. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting news and, and I've had some questions about it. So I thought I'd talk about it. Um, you know, and if people have questions, I'd be happy to answer them, but, um, just know that it is a very nascent new asset and, um, buyer beware, right? It's, it's new. It's volatile. If you have a question, John is a financial advisor. You've got many on staff at Cowell Investment Group that do the same thing. Should this be a part of my retirement plan? You know, maybe there's some, um, I guess hesitance on 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 the part of some investors, and I I understand that. I played around with Bitcoin a little bit last year too. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun in a way. Yeah, it's it's certainly something new. And let's face it, there's there's a reason these big investment firms get behind this because they see money to be made, right? And so that's and not going away. Cryptocurrency. No, I don't I don't believe so. I, I again predictions, right? I think that Bitcoin will probably be the only cryptocurrency that gets an ETF. Uh, that the others will be vetted out, in other words? Uh, yes, I think they're they're literally securities. So they're classifying Bitcoin as like a commodity kind of money, where like gold, right? Gold is money, but it's also a commodity. Oh, yeah. um, I do foresee other asset classes, like like Ethereum is the number two one. I just can't see it getting an ETF simply because it is a security. And, and what I mean by that is it's being pre-owned by, by big money players, and it wasn't it didn't have the same kind of inception as Bitcoin did. You mentioned um, gold. There's a lot of gold commercials on lately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Radio and TV. Right. And that's what Bitcoin purports to be. They, you know, the, the market itself is kind of a digital gold. It has all the, the good things about gold, the scarcity, everything else, but it's portable. It's digital. Whereas gold, you, it's, a, it's heavy. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It's, you know, um, Literally. So I don't think gold's going to, by the way, go way anywhere. I think gold's mm-hmm. a legitimate asset class and has been for thousands of years, and I think that's not going to change. Stand the test uh, of time. Oh, absolutely. Whereas, yeah. you know, Bitcoin's got like, you know, just over a 14-year history. Isn't so, that where the term yeah. the gold standard came from? Exactly. I, exactly. I think it did. I mean, I'm just using my common sense yeah. there. But uh, John White will come back with some final comments. That was a great segment on wealth management and preservation with John White and Paul Cronforce. It's the Kowal Investment Group's Retirement Clinic Saturdays here on WISN, Wisconsin's most listened to radio station. Wrapping up today's Retirement Clinic, first off, thanking our host, John White. John is a financial advisor. He's a certified financial planner. And has he explained what a CLTC designation means? That's long-term care. 
That's right. Very important. It is, John. Everything we talked about today, the retirement plan, but all these changes, Jeff Kowal, Aaron Kowal, uh, brought us up to speed. You talked, I loved your topics today about Bitcoin. Uh, I loved your Packer prediction for a victory tonight. So you, you, you've been very spot on here. Let's hope this continues. I hope so. You did predict a Packers victory over Dallas. You also said they're going to be, and you've got witnesses. We have witnesses. Yes. Yeah. My family were there when I made the call and, um, you know, they, I, I got a little bit of eye rolling, a little bit of, I know, feel it. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're Jordan Love over there. You're, yeah. you're, uh, you're Aaron Jones, Showtime, right? I'm sure I'm getting some eye rolls right now when I say they're going to absolutely crush the 49ers. Yeah. Yep. Nobody, nobody would have said this uh, eight, nine weeks ago. No. Even that we're in this position talking about this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Jordan Love, I think he, he's like Rogers. He does well under pressure. And this is pressure time. And I think that's a good quarterback. When they're under pressure and they just, like, like just roll with it. And yep. He's a gunslinger, man. Maybe yeah, just he threw, oh, he's letting, somebody's told him at some point just to let loose. Yeah. You're playing too tight. Yeah. And when, when he did, oh my gosh. Yeah. To say that we have another quarterback like that, not going there. I'm not saying yeah. he's Hall of Fame yet, but if he plays like this next year, the year after they got themselves the next great quarterback. Yes. It's incredible to see. John, what a fun show it was. We'll end with the phone number, the Cowall Investment Group. Two ways, really. Call at 262. 522-4040 or just log on thekowalway.com enjoy the game tonight my friend thank you you too and uh, we look forward to your Monday through Friday reports during the Mark Belling show thank you very much John White from the Kowal Investment Group that's going to do it for the Retirement Clinic stay tuned news coming up next this is WISN <laughs>